Hello everybody, Samantha Young-Fielding, Behavioural Alignment and it's Wednesday the 3rd of November. I'm a little later coming on this evening to record tonight's session because I've had the absolute pleasure of helping a young friend of mine with Shakespeare revision for an English exam later this week. One of the things that I loved when I was at school was language and I was learning English, French and German. I particularly enjoyed Shakespeare because of the flowery and descriptive way he uses language to really encapture people's imagination. So this is one of the things that I've been talking to my young friend about, it's the imagery that Shakespeare uses. But the marvellous thing with descriptive language is that if you're the kind of person that likes facts and figures, you can also pick out which literary device sits behind each sentence in the scene of Shakespeare that you're working on. So Shakespeare appeals to people who have a love of language, imagery, and the way that appeals to your senses. And Shakespeare also appeals to people who like facts and figures. And I think that flexibility is what makes Shakespeare and other great authors have a really wide um, ranging appeal to a variety of different audiences. I believe in my work with behavioural alignment, one of the things that is the most necessary is to be flexible in the way that I appeal to somebody else's frames of reference. Now, in my own family, I'm really fortunate to have a German husband and to be raising my children with only the French language. I don't speak any English to them. So what this means is that we have lots of different cultural input into our household and it gives me the ability to flex and understand by observing how others process the information that they are given. If I want to speak to my husband on any subject, as long as I can bring it to a frame of reference that includes motorbikes, I'm going to be successful. Somebody wanting to speak to me, if they're going to mention anything around dogs, alpacas, pole dancing, that's going to hit the things that I love most. When I'm talking to my teenage daughter, if I include gymnastics, if I manage to get TikTok into the conversation, we're going to be cooking on gas. So it's really important when speaking to anybody, especially if they're asking you to aid them in some kind of change or help them with tips, that you're able to speak their language, to reference their experience and to make your tips easy and memorable. So I thought we could talk a little bit about that this evening because it's one of the things I'm asked often is how I can help others with their challenges. And I would definitely say that your own flexibility is key to being able to help anyone else. So let's just have a couple of examples because they're the most fun of all the things that we do. When I am talking um, with people about how to change a, 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 a habit, gosh, I can't get my teeth in this evening, talking about habit change, I often reference how when I took my first dogs to dog training, I began to understand 
that the mind works particularly well with conditioning and that usually involves plenty of repetition. And I talk about how the first time I took my dogs to a dog training school, the dog trainer said to me, you do realise with that dog, you're going to have a challenge. And I was, why? Why is this particular dog going to be a challenge? So what the dog trainer did particularly well was to speak my language. The dog trainer explained that I had an Alaskan Malamut, which is a cousin to a husky, and said to me, any dog that is not a husky is going to need four or five good repetitions of an exercise to grasp the learning, whereas huskies and related cousins, Alaskan Malamuts, are probably going to need 17 repetitions. And he put it in such a clear way that I understood that the dog training that I was letting myself in for was probably going to be harder than all the other people who were lined up next to me with their different breeds of dogs. So this particular trainer made the exercise that I was aiming to do, which was simply a sit exercise with my dog, particularly relevant by listening to what I was understanding and speaking words to a frame of reference that made sense to me. When I'm speaking to my husband, I will often say things like, you know how you, and I will go back to a memory of an incident and the way he experienced it. We had a particularly funny situation over the weekend because we have both of us got slightly different language capabilities. Sometimes I will use an idiom from English that he's never heard before. And I managed to do this when I was talking about how emotional the last couple of weeks have been for many people and how me personally, I'd been up and down like a whore's knickers. And unfortunately, my husband understood horses' knickers and he just could not, he couldn't understand where I was coming from at all. So I posted this particular conversation on social media and the thread is still gaining engagement a week later. It's given us all plenty of giggles. But it's really important when you're speaking to somebody else to reference what they know. When I first began taking my alpacas to trade shows to show them um, for beauty, obviously, and we didn't win. We weren't that particularly good, it has to be said. But what I didn't expect was that I was going to have not just alpacas that wouldn't enter the ring, but wouldn't, when they got into the ring, stand up in the ring. And so the very kind alpaca gurus I was working with at the time put this into terms that I would be able to understand. I actually had an alpaca that I had to carry into the ring because this alpaca wouldn't stand and walk on artificial grass. And at the time, the trainer that I was working with said to me, well, you know how it is, the difference between feeling shoes on your feet and feeling sand between your toes. And of course, that made complete sense to me because I don't mind sand between my toes, but I can't bear sand in my shoes. And of course, I could then totally comprehend why my alpaca didn't want to walk on artificial grass. Somewhere there is a video on YouTube of me carrying the alpaca into the ring and carrying her 
out again because she literally would not put her toes onto artificial grass. So I think it's really important when you are referencing experience to reference the person in front of you, their experience rather than your own. And one of the things that I always love to do when I'm giving tips to other people is to make them short and easy and memorable. And again, this has come to me a lot from my dog training days because I've had some fabulous dog trainers in my time. I've been very lucky to work with some great people. But my dog trainers used to tell me all the time that they weren't really training the dogs. They were training the humans. And I was much harder to train than any of my fabulous border collies. So one of my dog trainers used to tell me all the time that when I was going into the show ring, I would suddenly lean over my dogs and that would actually bring a shadow into the dog's experience, which would change everything for the dog and make it less able to perform on the day. And I was leaning over because obviously as a a mum figure, I was trying to cosset my dog and make sure that the dog felt comfortable. But my activity was making the dog feel nervous. And so my dog trainer used to say to me, Sam, tits to the target. And what she meant by that was for me to stand up straight. But she put it in such a short and memorable fashion that I still use that phrase this day to remind myself not only to stand up straight, but also to focus on my target ahead of me and not everything else that's going on around. Because then if we don't focus on ourselves, then actually we can't really help anybody else. So I really loved that idea. And I have a lovely friend of mine who says often that it's better to beg for forgiveness than to ask permission. And I actually had to ring him this evening and check that I got that the right way around. Because sometimes you've just got to do what you've got to do. And then afterwards, maybe come back and reformat it into a different plan. But for me, being memorable means that I'm able to give the people that I work with short and easy tactics that they are going to remember in the heat of the moment, especially if I have referenced their previous experience or their frame of reference, something that they know already, and I've made it relevant to them and their situation. So this is one of the things that I'm asked often, and I hope it's going to help you to consider when you're giving any tips to other people, when you're wanting to help your your loved ones to move forwards in a different fashion, to make it all about them. Your own flexibility in the way that you're able to help someone else with their behaviour is going to be the secret to their success. So you might get the opportunity to help someone you know with a Shakespeare play and it might be that you're able to help them with breaking a habit or just giving somebody a brand new perspective because let's face it, at the moment, times are emotionally quite challenging And giving somebody a brand new perspective is one of the biggest gifts that we're able to do. So I hope that that's going to help you as well by remembering to reference their experience, make it relevant to them and use something short, easy, memorable. And all being well, that will help you keep your 
tits to the target. Have a fantastic week and I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.